So hi, welcome to the Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with I'm Alex. Ooh, I'm Alex. I'm Nish, and we're the offering. All right, so some questions say about their new album, Seeing the Elephant. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the album so far? You know what? I feel pretty good about it. Um, we've been getting a, a pretty polarized response, which was by design. And, uh, you know, like I like to say, from death threats to love notes. Damn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. Wow. The album rocks. Oh, yes. Sick. Yeah. So, thank you. Thank you. Guys. Thank yeah. It's it's just like the right kind of chaotic. Like there's just so much happening, but it, it all works so well. Mm-hmm. Thank you. No, we put a lot of effort into it. So even uh, like that, that, that really, that, you know, that, that makes us happy. Yeah. Of course oh, yeah. Did, right? Yeah. I was reading the lyrics while listening to it and I was like, holy shit, they didn't hold anything back. I I really just in, enjoyed that part of the, the album. It was really, really good. Yeah. We're definitely getting uh, interesting responses based on <laughs> like your, your interpretation of the lyrics, of course, not that there's much to interpret. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. we're just kind of picking a side and fuck it slam in it exactly yeah yeah i love it i love it uh so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art yeah so the uh the phrase seeing the elephant is a um is an american phrase meaning to like go through hardship to learn a difficult lesson it has to do with um the civil war era and during that time seeing the elephant meant to see war and so the idea was to take an American phrase and or take a phrase that was strictly American. So it would set the scene for an American themed album, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. Makes sense. And the cover, the cover art, art. and behind that. Oh, yeah, yeah. The cover art niche. I mean, OK, so the original idea for the cover art was to have a hanging elephant. Uh, there's a historical story about an elephant named Mary who was a circus elephant and then uh, she killed some people in, during a circus performance, and the crowd got so hysterical that they legitimately hung an elephant from a crane. What the fuck? It was a really, really fucked up story. Uh, uh, again, again, like I wanted to reference another like strictly American story, right? Yeah. And so uh, it's it was in 1916, and I'm forgetting what town it was, but it was like some deep southern town. Of and course. And they um, there's a picture of it, but uh, I'm not sure if we could like. If it was public domain or if like the if Century Media was like, this is a little too graphic. But ultimately, we just settled with an elephant. We had a uh, Taylor Adam, settled. who is a uh, Wumple Stiltskin on Instagram, and he's awesome digital artist. Um, and yeah, I think I think I like what it's the way it turned out. Um, it, it pops on vinyl. It looks it looks sick. Those the, the physical editions look cool. I mean, it's. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that we, uh, even though we didn't get Mary the Elephant, I think it turned out really well. Yeah, I think also that um, the artist used some sort of, like, AI interaction, like, whatever. Yeah, he's an AI compositor, um, uh, so he basically composites a bunch of AI images together. Which just um, adds a, like, layer of, like, you know, political commentary as well with, like, AI mm-hmm. and art. So, yeah, it just turned out really cool. Nice. That's really, really sick. So can you guys tell us a little bit about your writing process for the album? Totally remote. <laughs> um, <laughs> we basically uh, immediately, so Ghost Mother was the first song that um, was put together. And that one, I think, um, I started that one about like two, three months after we came out of releasing Home. So that was like 2019. 
Um, and like we're on a label and they have like a schedule and what they where they want us to release stuff. And so originally we thought, OK, we just released home. We'll tour for a bit and then we'll talk about the next album. But pandemic shocker. Um, and so we spent a good half of 2020 in this limbo where we were like, you know, do we are we going to ever switch gears to you know, are we going to go back on tour again or are we just going to go back into back to recording? Um, obviously ended on the ladder. And, um, you know, Spencer, our bassist is based on the West Coast. Alex is in Portland. Our drummer lives in Boston. So at no point in time did we all get together in a room and jam this stuff out. Yeah. What ended up happening was I would probably craft um, a demo and go back and forth with Alex um, I did a lot of Zoom, like a lot of like shared audio sessions with everybody because it was like peak pandemic at that time where like you couldn't even get on an airplane. Mm-hmm. And that was that was a trip. I have some recordings of those meetings um, and those are cool. And then Alex would just drive down from Portland to uh, here in San Francisco and we would just like binge coffee and spend a weekend together working on it. So it was very pieced together, this one, um, which turned out, I think, for the better for the message, because there's, I feel like an extra emphasis on making sure that Alex's vocal parts are like this, this whole contract of the song. Whereas I'm not sure if you listen to the last album, the last album was kind of jammy. Mm-hmm. And so I think we kind of got away from that for better and for worse for some of our you know listeners. They, they're still like shreddy souls and stuff, but I feel like this one feels like everything's a crafted song this time around. For sure. For sure. Obviously, it was all, you know, remote. How did you guys kind of adjust to that? Uh, I mean, the cool thing is we're... I I think a lot of bands nowadays are doing what we did for home, which was we basically do everything in-house. We... Mm -hmm. I mean, a a lot of our... like, For instance, the guitars and bass, like we basically track them at my place and then we go to my friend Zach's studio in, in God City. We just ramp everything there and you know, we, we only go to the studio for drums. And so for us, like we're, we're piecing every little thing together at home, like by ourselves. And then when we have to like go to a big studio, we'll go and do it. So it wasn't that much different. It just was more spread out because you couldn't just call somebody up and have them come over or go visit. So Alex and I would like really plan our trips out when I'd be in Portland, when he'd come down to San Francisco to like make sure that we were on the same page for stuff but you obviously can't like (laughs) flying every weekend is kind of excessive right Mm -hmm. and especially Mm -hmm. given the circumstances so again a lot of it was on zoom um a lot of it was one-on-one and we were never all together at once but it worked nice perfect uh so what song off this album took the longest to write and which one is everybody's favorite Mm -hmm. i'm actually not sure which one was the uh longest one to write maybe ghost mother for me took a while i think it was the one of the last songs that i recorded mm-hmm. um but my personal favorite on the album is esther weeps nice. yeah yeah i that's a tough one because I, I definitely do demos and spurts so like i'll go like a couple of weeks with nothing and then like come out with something in the weekend um i i want to say the one that took the longest to really develop and craft properly was probably probably flower children um that one i remember i had about five or six different endings for that song on in the demo oh wow and i was constantly sending them to the guys being like is, is this the one is this, is this? i don't know if we're, gonna, if we're gonna ever end up using this it just it was so the front half of that song like the, the core two riffs were so good i just like we had to make it work so that took a while 
Um, my personal favorite is probably Tiny Disappointments because I think that's I I I look at all these boxes that you check off for like what makes a good song and like what's well crafted, and that one I think just has the most like TLC put into it, in my opinion. Yeah, it definitely has the juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Esther Weeps, I love though. Um, but I actually wrote the music to that one when I was like twenty or something. So I couldn't tell you how long it took to write that. Oh, Man, I didn't know. I didn't know that it only it took you that long to give me that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was holding that one because I feel like I, I dug back in the archives for that one, and I was like, I feel like Alex could kill this one, and he did. Mm. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, really. Yeah, it had a different intro though, so we had to craft the intro, and that didn't actually happen with the bells and Becca crying and stuff that didn't happen until like literally like a week before we had to send him in for masters. Oh, wow. oh my God. <laughs> Down to the wire. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a real, cause we, Alex and I like were, <laughs> we didn't like, like just going straight into the verse. That's what it used to do. And we're like, mm -hmm. we need to put something in front of this. So, I mean, you just admitted you were working on stuff up to a week before it was due. Uh, how down to the wire were you guys? Was it a week or were we down to like hours be before it was due or even past due? Oh my God. I mean, we, <laughs> I, we do it to ourselves. I mean, even true. Yeah. like, like when, when we go work together and we do like vocals, even with Al, like we're literally like up to like the absolute last, like I have to fly out. So I got to like leave in 30 minutes or like, is this, is this it? And then like, he'll get a text from me a week later being like, can you add a vocal part to this? Even though we're like oh supposed God. to be done, you know, like we'll, we'll literally just keep working on it until we're reduced down they you know they're pulling it from our hands yeah if i remember correctly i re-recorded a chorus that you were like why did you re-record this get rid of it i'm not using it <laughs> it was for with consent i think right <laughs> and something Which... tells me sorry go ahead no no oh, okay something we'll tells me the day. pandemic made it even worse because like you guys didn't have to go on you guys weren't due to go on tour you know and you had to finish no, we're just record. like that <laughs> <laughs> we did that for home too we did like at home we had like a strict deadline and like well, I just missed that one and kept tinkering with that i mean like even for this one too like they we were supposed to submit the masters for this one in april of 2021 i literally looked at that and i'm like that ain't happening like sorry like and the next one that we had to give it to him was like in september or something like that and we're like okay so six months later like sure we'll take that one um and, and they were cool with it because they're on pandemic time too. Like they're cramming all these last minute releases that just got held out. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it worked for Century Media too. So it was, it was fine. We actually did like meet all of our correct deadlines this time around. Nice. So yay, just that for our personal ones where we have to like give them to mix engineers and like meet those. We're like, mm -hmm. yeah, pulling all nighters until we make sure everything's right before we send it off. Yeah. That's fair good. Enough. Vocals were on time. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good job, Hell Alex. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always give a <laughs> shit. Sometimes, well, well, a little history, like on our first EP, I went a little bit over it. <laughs> By a little bit, what do you mean a little? Uh, like three months over. Oh, months over. Well, just a little bit. I was, uh, yeah. I was literally like sending our mix engineer like pieces of the song as, as that one was going through. <laughs> um, and yeah, that was, that was a mess. That, uh, it wasn't just vocals. That whole entire process was, um, that was, that was a shit show. Can't get around that. It was our first one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fair. How do you guys like not drive yourself insane with these? I don't want to say like loose deadlines, but like personal deadlines. We do. We absolutely. <laughs> there you yeah. go. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, like we do. Like, yeah. And I think that that like looniness kind of like leads to like 
ultimately better art because yeah. with within a guide like within boxes artists can be really expressive but if we give mm -hmm. ourselves too much time or too much room we definitely take it yeah you we know? are terrible people to be around during <laughs> during those like final weeks leading up to like submission for sure oh yeah mm -hmm. we lose like 10 pounds <laughs> Yeah, we're not eating anything other not than eating, like not sleeping. Peanut butter. just music. Yeah. <laughs> peanut butter. Yeah. You got a jar of peanut butter next to you. You're taking a bite Dude, every couple a spoon. hours. God. <laughs> oh my are god, you, got, you got the you, jumbo size. Are you in the middle of a record, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always a little bit in the writing process, you know. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Uh so how'd the track list three album come about? Did you guys write the opener be the opener, close be a closer? Did you shuffle around and see what fits? What was that process like? Oh, wait, you mean like in terms of like the order of the songs? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Shit. Um, I think I, I want to, you can definitely tell I was um, like Ghost Mother, My Heroine, um, obviously Esther, which I told you that was that was a, an old, old demo. Um, there's another B-side we haven't released yet. Those are like in a, in a specific tuning on the guitar. And those are like the early batch of songs. And then in the middle of the pandemic, I don't know what it was, but I was like, Al, can I tune down? Can I just like try a different key here? And that's where it got like Rose Fire and um, with Consent and Flower Children, like these really like drop tuned riffs. That's like mm -hmm. probably like the tail half where you can tell the tuning changes up a lot. Um, Wasp was actually the first song was actually the last song that was that was put in. Um, it just so it just so happened to have like the most intense intro so it was just kind of mm -hmm. like all right let's just start with this one but we yeah. spend a lot of time transitioning our songs as well so the yeah. album flows as if if you were to play it on vinyl it would feel like a continuous work yeah nice. yeah yeah we definitely do that oh yeah and speaking of that opener i thought it was very bold to put a seven and a half minute track as the opener was there any like he were you hesitant putting that as the the starting I, track absolutely not i, I mean it, <laughs> it, like honestly like people think it's it's just a banging intro yeah i mean yeah. it was like all right how can we start this album let's just mm -hmm. start on one with a huge scream yeah the song also, the song just so happened to be seven minutes long <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. also fair. everyone we just kind of knew going into it that we didn't have because the last album had like a 14 minute song and we yeah. just knew with the track times for this one we we're gonna get some grief about how there's not a lot of long songs because mm -hmm. um, believe it or not people actually admire the long song even though in the tiktok age <laughs> I don't, I, know. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. You guys did like two minute day. pop song. That was just like boom, demo done. Here, guys, we we have our intro, and that was like a month before the studio we were going to go in. So, and that was the first in the script. The first scream on that is the first thing I recorded. Oh my. wow! So we kept that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. That's really sick. Uh, so, would you be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you're creating this record? Oh, Nish, you go first. <laughs> I feel like Al's is a little more relevant because lyrically you can kind of tell it's in that. Okay, so uh, it was 2020. Mm -hmm. I live in Portland, Oregon. Mm -hmm. So um, there was a political unrest in our streets. Um, yes. It was 100 days of protesting. Um, I will neither confirm nor deny that I was at the, I was there at all. Mm -hmm. But um it was a sad headspace because ultimately, because we had enough time, the populace had a um, a reckoning of the injustices that were going on. Mm -hmm. um, there just so happened to be a lot of police brutality. Yeah. And um, 
unfortunately, but fortunately for the album, um, it was the world that it was written in. Yeah. Um, Portland, it was kind of like a a microcosm of everything that was wrong in America. And mm-hmm. so I just participated in allowing myself to feel, you know, what everyone else around me was feeling. So mm-hmm. it was sad. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. I don't know how yeah. what else to say. It, it, it took, us, took yeah. us in the direction we were supposed to go in. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Super angry. Yeah. Hell yeah. Sad at the same time. So yeah. Mm-hmm. What right. about you, Nick? I mean, for me, it was, um, you know, you come for me, it was coming off of a cliff because I feel like I, I spent a lot of time on these records. And so when we did home and finished that one and came off that tour, like, you know, for me, it was hitting a wall because a lot of good things were being taken away from me in that time. Um, you can play. And so this trajectory that we were supposed to be on, not good. My dad got really, you know, got really sick. He passed away earlier last year and that was just driving the whole process forward was just, you know, he's the guy that made me want to play in the first place. Um, and so for me, it was like, this is the last album that he's going to hear from me, you know? And so I thought, you know, that that's, that's gotta be good. You know, it didn't, no, obviously I, I don't, I don't write lyrics or anything, but for me, it's like, I need to, you know, for me musically that that's that's kind of what always pushed me forward and so i just kind of wanted to make that really special in that sense i'm um, sorry for your loss yes uh, all good we all got to go sometime you know for sure. the offerings music has always had a tinge of sadness to it <laughs> yeah that's kind of our yeah. it's kind of like the undertone you know mm-hmm. for sure uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to the song for the first time? Should I do it in the car with friends in the dark with headphones on? Is it workout album, party album? What do you guys personally recommend? I, I just want people, Yeah, like I just want people to listen to it, to be honest. And like <laughs> I think it would be uh fun to do with friends. I think it's a good mm-hmm. album to read with the lyrics, but I'm the lyricist, so I'm very biased. <laughs> um I think you should show your older parents that are boomers that song <laughs> yes yeah, that one song <laughs> i think oh, that would be yeah. fun so mm-hmm. yeah what's your guys's take on flower children i want to i, I want to <laughs> know you know i want to dig i want to hear people's reactions to this stuff i just honestly i the entire album just kind of hit for me um God. like genuinely just every track did i did like that song a lot but the opener was my personal favorite so i i had more of a uh i gravitated more to the opener um but i i did really like that one that one also got me that's a really brutal song to gravitate towards yes yes but as i said i had the lyrics up on my screen and usually i just kind of like have it there as i'm working on something else while i'm listening to music for the podcast but I just I heard something and my head immediately turned and I was just I was drawn in and I was just listening to it. And I was like, holy shit, <laughs> yeah. there is like we were actually you're not holding anything back. We were actually like, in a call when when Glory first like started checking out the record. And mm-hmm. I, very rarely do I get to see Glory's like initial reaction to music. And it was just like yeah. everything she's saying, 100 percent genuine. She was like, yeah. like, dude, I don't know. But like, we have to go because I have to like go digest the rest of this record like by myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yes. That's um, actually sick. Yeah, yeah, I I really enjoyed the record as well. The opener, I gravitate towards it because it was like three songs in one. 
and it, yeah, like it, it was seven minutes long but it didn't feel like that you know mm-hmm. and then flower boy is the boomer song correct I listened to the record. Once. Yeah, Flower, yeah, yeah, that's the okay. Boomer song. Okay. That, 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 that's the song that was like in the email when you guys were pitched to us. So that's kind of like my first impression, you guys. And I was just getting a kick out of reading the comments while listening to the song, <laughs> and um, I enjoyed that as well. Yeah, the commenters are definitely showing their age. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, so this one should be super super quick off the top of your guys's head i want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words no more no less three words each uh damn i, I would be like hmm i, I need four because i'd be like catch this elephant bitch but then i don't know if that <laughs> we'll, hy- we'll hyphen the catch in the or something that that's yeah. too good to let you to make you condense into three words yeah <laughs> I, I would just uh i don't know like um you're not ready. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's what I would, I would probably say. I don't know. What do you think, Al? Might be offended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. Might with like asterisks on both sides of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album? I just really want to, if I can get anyone to have an emotional response on either end of the spectrum, that'd be great. Um, I feel like we get the most rewarded when we are like vessels for like pain, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like people will like contact us and be like, oh, this song made it, made me make this, make it, make it so I made it through this moment, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, I hope it gives some people some of that. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Feel anything. That's, that's just good. I mean, in, it's not a particular emotion, just any emotion. That's yeah, fine. It feels just feel something. Yeah. Something. If you hate yeah. us, you hate us. If you love us, you love us. If you feel like you're kind of assisted, great. If you feel like you're being called out, then you're called out. You know, it's just like exactly. I, I don't know. Like it's I, I feel like I've I've listened to so many things or watched so many movies and I'm like, like they're they're singling me out. This is about it's not about you half the time, but you just you know, you're looking through the mirror, right? And so I feel like um any response is good because that means you're probably introspective a little bit there sure uh so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this album <laughs> uh al you have one off the top of your head no I, I, my writing processes are always very uh uh self-deprecating yeah. uh <laughs> and kind of unhealthy so um, I'm always excited when I'm not writing. So I'm going to say when I sent in my, oh, you know what? The highlight of it was doing the final sprinkles with Nish. Those oh, are always right? like top notch. That's part of, that's part of one of mine. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we call, we call anytime we're adding just like playful details, we call mm-hmm. them sprinkles. Right. Aww. And we're, and we're a band that likes to add as much theatrics as possible. Um. Yeah, like like Disney sparkles, you know. <laughs> um, but doing those with Nish is always the highlight of the, of the process. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'd say same. I think um for me it's I probably have more positive memories because I was lucky enough to be able to get with everybody through the whole recording process. So I, I have like one for everybody really. I feel like I feel like um you know with Alex, but the memory that sticks out to me is during one of the sprinkles the um. <laughs> the last part of flower children where he's just losing his brain and just kind of like you know he's just going off the rails um there's um the end of rose fire specifically was one of those where he spits and 
we spent so much time <laughs> getting the right sound of him spitting and it was the nastiest like i'm i'm sitting there like cringing because like you hear all these gurgling noises and stuff he's like how to come up with to make it because you gotta you gotta make that audio sound right and like we're like layering it too like spits dropping into like a <laughs> coffee cup and like all this just to kind of get that right like so like at, at the end of it that spit is like maybe four or five tracks of him just like making disgusting noises just all smashed <laughs> together <laughs> nasty and I was, I was laughing so hard recording that song um not R- rose fire but uh, flower children as well because there is there's so much goofy shit happening mm-hmm. um with steve it was probably um he has a fill in ghost mother which is just inhuman i think i have it on video and he literally like got out of the uh out of the booth like he just like, got out of his chair and he starts screaming at me in the controller and being like i fucking hate you for putting that in there like <laughs> but it's like it's steve and he's a funny guy and like I don't know. It, it was just a fun moment. And that whole experience is great because you know, you're, you're in a spaceship with people. And we really missed having everybody all together, honestly. Like, those, are the, those are the fun moments for sure. That's it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so picture this. You're on tour. You're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Oh, I know. I, I feel like I know what Al's is. Uh, well, well, if we're on the road, it's got to be Arby's. But if I'm at a rest stop, I'm going to have to say... Um, a bag of Lay's potato chips, a can of Arizona iced tea, and a hot coffee. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I feel like you're like the first person to ever mention Arby's on the podcast. Dude. Totally. Are you kidding me? Dude, Not even me... joking. Dude, I didn't me... even know they were still in business. I'm going to be completely honest Yo, with you. In, <laughs> in the whole the band is sick. Of of we've made so many stops because Alex has to get Arby's. <laughs> and every time we stop for one, I literally will look at him and I will go, you're going to get red in the face. You're going to get sweaty and you're going to be sick. You're going to be cranky. And he's like, I, I got to do it. I gotta I gotta do do it. it. <laughs> just, it's like, and he goes and does it anyways. He feels like garbage later. And we're like, <laughs> we told you, you man. To, you did <laughs> told you. Yeah, you did this Dude, yourself. In the center of the country, there is not much to eat. Okay. Subway and- Arby's. And other than, and sometimes Arby's is the best choice. Okay, I know Ouch. it seems hard to imagine. That's awful. Sometimes Arby's is the best choice, and there is some. There's some underrated food at Arby's. Okay, you got mozzarella sticks, you got curly fries. You could like, get those at like Sonic. Yeah, there's yeah no but Sonics? I'm not gonna stop at a where if I'm going to an Arby's, there's no Sonic. <laughs> true, yeah. true. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, okay. And we drove in like from like Wyoming to like see like Salt Lake City or something, and nothing. there was just nothingness for like. Four hours or something like that. Except like, Arby's. Yeah, yeah, but a clean Arby's. Hmm. I know. I know. I know. It yeah. seems counterintuitive, but it's mm-hmm. a thing. What about you, Nish? I feel like I've never seen you get something out of a convenience store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really I don't really eat on tour. I'm pretty I'm pretty notorious in the band for being way too squeamish on stuff, but Al and I do share a love for Lay's Classic Potato Chips. Mm-hmm. That is very, very true. Like, we will destroy several family-sized bags if given the chance to. It Fuck is, yeah. It it's is. good for the throat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for the soul. <laughs> it oils it up, you know? It oils it up. I mean, mm-hmm. you, could, you could have tea or lemon, but or you could just eat Lay's Potato Chips. Exactly. exactly. And then you can finish up the bag, rip the bag open, and lick all of the oil out of the bag. And it's okay, like, that it's, is just <laughs> even, it's even more. That's, that's rough, man. I'm just saying, like, giving away all my for the oil. <laughs> I have, I've honestly never heard that in my entire life. That's is that a thing you dude? Do? Come on, you've never seen a kid with hot fries like licking the inside. Oh, licking is 
look at his fingers. Yeah, but not yeah. in the bag. No, 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 That's no. Not the bag. I've never no. seen someone rip a bag to lick the that. insides. You've never seen somebody open up a bag of popcorn and then I would have thought I'd see you do it by now, but if you haven't done it, I don't think anyone's done it. So Dude, it's like I, <laughs> well, I mean Shane has apparently. No, I'm so. just saying if you need more oil, there's plenty at the bottom of the bag. Who wants Dude. it's a salt food? Who wants the oil? Exactly. <laughs> Cuz he's lubricating his throat. Exactly. The vocal cords, yeah. And I and I actually be- I I find it so hard to believe that none of you guys have ever licked a bag. That's fucked up. Never. Oh, no. never sure licked I, a bag. I licked my fingers Never. after. Like, exactly. You guys were like, that's children. Fair. You guys were children once. You have no like you have no adventure in your soul. <laughs> none. None. I just. I've never seen it before, but now that I know people out there do that, I'm a little unsettled. But same. I'll move past it. <laughs> same. Same. Like, uh, so, on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be, and why? <laughs> that's that's tough. Like like the yeah. sound of the of the music all put together, just our personalities. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm imagining us in the van, trying to decide what we're gonna eat. I think the only place we can all eat is Panda Express. Oh no, Steve hates Panda Express. Oh, what? Yeah, Steve hates Panda. You and I have gone to several Applebee's. Like out of necessity, <laughs> out, of, out of like selection, We're like what can we eat right now? I guess we have to go to Applebee's. No <laughs> one. Oh, we just got killed him. I guess. And the funniest thing is, like, the first thing I, one of the first jokes I've cracked to our drummer, and Alex was there for it, was like, I dissed him for liking Applebee's. Yeah. And like, lo and behold, like we've gone to Applebee's together more than we have with Steve. So it's like, jokes on me. So I don't know. Right. Yeah, the Applebee's joke really took its own uh, took its own course, and now we ironically go to Applebee's a ton. Unironically, sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Even when you have other options, like this isn't like another one where you're going to Arby's. Like you go out of your way for Applebee's. I think it's one of those things where, like, well, I'm not going to eat what you want to eat, so I guess we have to go to Arby's now or uh, Applebee's now, and that's <laughs> yeah, like. And that's Ar- what it, it usually is. And Arby's is only once. Okay, I only do it like once in a while. Once it's in a while. The, it's the, the low point like on the days. tour where like morale needs like the adrenaline shot for him. <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> it is. Um, I feel like if we were all a, a, if the music was a dish, I'd feel mm-hmm. like it'd be it had to be something that made you sick, but also ramp you up, like something that was like marinated in coffee or something like that. Something caffeinated. I don't know. Eggplant parmesan. I was gonna say a spicy Ooh. eggplant parmesan, I think is the whole band in one personality. I would I am totally proud of that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Nice. I was literally gonna say that originally. Just I don't think that suits the music. That was the thing. Yeah, as a band though, we are definitely eggplant parmesan. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, you got vegetables. You got a lot of lot of grease, a lot of cholesterol, a lot of salt. Mm-hmm. You got mm-hmm. some carbs in there for good love. Put the cheese in there. Yeah. A lot of the cheese, sprinkle. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're gonna shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So mm-hmm. if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Dude, eggplant parmesan. Eggplant parmesan. It's really good. Man. Yeah, I would have. I would have. Yeah, yeah. I would have my family's eggplant parmesan, and I would have a coke. Mm. Perfect. If I was on death row, I'd have. I don't really care what establishment, just any pizza from New York. Okay, so that's skip fair. skip the lactate. I don't need the dairy assistance because oh I'm gonna God, die. Twin. I'm gonna die anyways, right? Yeah. So they can deal with that. And then for a drink, probably a whiskey sour or something like that. That's fair. 
But the oh, pizza has to be from New York. Or Buffalo Wings from Buffalo. Actually, yes. I changed my answer. Buffalo Wings from Anchor Bar in Buffalo. There you go. Oh, uh, wait. Uh, or Casa de Pizza. In a, oh, co- ooh, Casa de Pizza. I can't believe you just said that. That's crazy. <laughs> and then also just a big piece of like crusty bread that has like hardly any like inside. Just just straight crust. Oh, yeah. Just like they hollow it out and it should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You throw some garlic in there too. You know. Stuff it with garlic. I can't believe Nish brought up the Anchor Bar. That's what's up. The Anchor Bar, yeah. I, I have a sick addiction to uh, Buffalo Wings, and the boys took me to uh, Anchor Bar, and my life was just it was it was sadly the beginning of a tour, so it was like it's all downhill from here, guys. <laughs> Can't get much better than that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? I know what Alex is gonna oh, say. Middle Earth, man. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, dude, gonna hang out with the hobbits for sure, dude. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm- yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna cool it now. I'm not a Lord of the Rings, that big of a Lord of the Rings fan. It'd be, <laughs> oh. It would be really sick, though. It's warranted. It's good, dude. I would love to be there for my birthday, Hobbit's Day. It'd be awesome. Oh. Nice. Very cool. Mm-hmm. What about um, you, Nash? I'd probably be in the Halo universe before three four three took the game over. Oh, valid. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Are you a Master nice. Chief? I I would love to hang out with Master Chief. This is cool. pretty cool. Yeah, just without with this anything pre two thousand and thirteen. How about that? Yeah, I just I swear, like I, the Halo series, uh, Halo Infinite, kind of, and um, mm-hmm. it's yeah, all, it's the, all that kind of just sums up the whole thing. I saw the yeah. new Halo game on sale at There's Target for like twenty one? bucks already. Infinite on like, sale. Yeah, it's been out for like a year, right? <laughs> it's not even complete yet. Like, haven't yeah. even, they haven't even finished the game. It's like, what are we doing, guys? Oh my God. I kind of clocked out after um, Reach, I think, was the last one that I played. That's my so favorite. I... That's one of my favorite games of all time is Halo Are Reach. you? Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, it, you're not missing much. It's, it's <laughs> everything. It's, it's like Halo Reach, but Halo Reach had like a, a terrible disorder that made it decide to suck. And it just got worse and worse and worse. Like, they've made it worse okay. ever since. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, so I have, I have the honor of asking the last question and every single person that we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite color? Ooh. Purple. Purple. Oh. Nice. Wins. Love mm-hmm. that. All right. Purple with like a gold accent. Mm. Like, uh, that's, that's, that's my shit. My that's color, good. uh, my color options are really limited. So purple. He's colorblind. Purple. Yeah. Well, oh. I got that, like, that, like, not so severe, but severe enough. Yeah, Fair purple. Enough. All right. Purple. Good colors. Um, so as I said, that's all the questions we have to say. Is there anything that you guys like to plug? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we obviously do have a new record out. Um, it'd be awesome to uh, if for anyone listening to support that. Um, www.theofferingmusic.com. You can like pretty much find all the videos we've put out there, merchandise links, all that stuff. It's kind of an all-in-one. Um, social media for sure. We're posting a lot more nowadays. Um, for better or for worse. And that's <laughs> at the offering band official. And then we're on Facebook, but I don't even know who uses Facebook anymore, to be honest with you. Old people. People that yeah, you don't want listening people. to your music, probably. People that I've will noticed be enraged. That. Yeah. Noticed yes. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like we have a YouTube channel now as well. Um, so working on the URL for that one to um come back to us. But yeah, we're posting a lot more. Just we we've got so much video content from I hate that word. I hate video. I hate the word content, sorry. Um, yeah. but there's there's so much of that that we have stashed up from just writing and recording and stuff like that and even working on music videos and stuff so there's just so much study drip stuff of just like kind of getting behind the scenes and we want everyone to join in on that so 
I love oh, that. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for now. This guy's been the offering, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>